Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, we're back. And it's Fitless again. Hold on. I, I'm feeling nervous about the tech. Right. We're back. And it's working. Everything's good. So today um, on Fitless, we're on location in the borough of Manhattan, and um, we did Bikram yoga slash, did we? We did. (laughs) Some more than others. (laughs) Um, So my guest today is a good friend of mine. She's the queen of, um, I don't know, beautiful upholstery and pillows and stuff. She loves to like make things beautiful and she's really friggin' good at it. And her name is Hannah French. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> We're doing a show. I know. I'm nervous and excited. Um so we just got back from Bikram. Yes. And a lot happened there. Um it was kind of intense. So that's a little, you know, teaser for later. But before we get to that Hannah, tell the people about your exercise journey throughout your life. Yeah. Okay. So my journey. Um, Well, maybe I'll... So my mom always tells a story about when I was little and little enough that soccer teams were still co-ed. Right. And I was on a team and this guy on my team named Dan scored a goal and everyone's like cheering for Dan and being like, great, Mm -hmm. great goal, Dan. Way to go, Dan good goal, good goal. And he does a cartwheel. And I run up to him and I say, great cartwheel, Dan. (laughs) And I think that that's sort of been my relationship to athletics and sports since then is like, I'm fine. Like I enjoy them fine, but I am sort of missing the point maybe. Like I'm not, I was never particularly competitive, didn't really care enough, like enjoyed the team aspects and like the hangouts and I liked the snacks associated with sporting events Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, I usually was, when it was required of me to be on sports teams in high school, I was usually like the very best of the thirds team. So I would be like the star, not of varsity, not of JV, but of like thirds lacrosse, (laughs) or I'd be the best, you know, runner in the last heat cross country or whatever it may be. I was always, so I got sort of the thrill of being the star that's but great. without actually having any real and there was no pressure for you to move up a no. level like best of the worst is a position that I'm very comfortable <laughs> in so that was sort of my um my zone um and then as far as my relationship with working out and athletics or yeah whatever, how did it after... carry it over into your grown-up times it didn't really I would like have gym memberships because I felt like that was a thing a person has, but I wouldn't necessarily use them. And I would try like funny classes here and then, but I didn't really latch on to anything. Um, I don't really like the like, come on, like push it. Like, right. No, uh, uh, do the thing. It's hard to get into that. (laughs) And I also don't like, like something too meditative or too like, find your center kind of stuff. So that's why I was sort of anti-yoga, but also anti like intense classes. 
Um, and then I started doing Bikram maybe two or three years ago and just latched onto that and felt like it was a good fit for me. Um, so that's been my, really the only thing that I've done Mm -hmm. in the last three years is Bikram and at different times I've done it at different levels of intensity. Okay. So Bikram yoga, for those of you who may not know, it's the hot kind. Mm -hmm. And when we say hot, we mean hot. Um, get ready for your history lesson from wikipedia.org my favorite (laughs) website um okay bikram yoga is a system of yoga that bikram chadhuri synthesized from traditional hatha yoga techniques and popularized beginning in the early 1970s all bikram yoga beginning series classes run for 90 minutes and consist of the same series of 26 postures including two breathing exercises. Bikram yoga is a hot yoga style and is ideally practiced in a room heated to 104 degrees Fahrenheit with a humidity of 40%. All official Bikram classes are taught by Bikram certified teachers who have completed nine weeks of training endorsed by Chad Hurry. Bikram certified teachers are taught a standardized dialogue to run the class, but are encouraged to develop their teaching skills the longer they teach. That seems normal. (laughs) (laughs) This results in varying deliveries and distinct teaching styles. Did you know that? I did, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of what I like about it is that it is the same sequence every time. There's no... um, you're both, I both like that because there's no guesswork. You right. know what's coming up next. Right. Um, and I also think that you can't avoid the poses that you hate. So you sort of have to confront them and work through right. them. Um, so yeah, I like the sort of sameness of it. Um, so we went to Bikram Yoga Lower East Side, which has like really cute pink, like pink. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of hot pink. It's like paint the pink door opens at da da da. But the, not in like a not in like a f- not in like too girly of a way. Not it's in like just a like this soft is our way color. and sort of an aggressive yeah. way. Pink. Yeah. Here you are. Like the singer pink. Yeah, it is it's that's exactly it's what it's exactly like. like. It's the like, same kind of pink as as P exclamation point yeah, MK. The same vibe. Alicia as her. Moore. <laughs> Wow, nice pull. I did not know her name. Wow. So let me read you about Bikram Yoga LES. Mm -hmm. At Bikram Yoga Lower East Side, we get it. You aren't a typical yogi, and we aren't a typical yoga studio. We work hard, but we also play hard, and we have just the instructor for you. Dripping sweat, sharing love with us in our established studio will do more for your well-being than you ever could have imagined. You'll lose weight and gain strength, lose depression and gain flexibility, lose roadblocks and gain community, lose forced outcomes and gain limitless benefits. As you build your practice, you will gain confidence, balance, love, and glitter. So that's nice. I mean, I don't know. So... We went today, we went to an 8 a.m. class, and what do you think about the idea of yoga, like how yoga 
came to the United States and sort of became like this thing that it never like was reappropriated or something for hundreds yeah. of years. Like, does that ever come into your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think of it more with, um, and this is, I mean, it's easy to say, like, well, my kind of yoga, no, <laughs> right. but that other kind. But I do think of it more when I see those videos that people post of them doing the, like, you know, those videos that are them doing all the poses. That's right. just, like, their little hot body doing all the things. Right. And it's like, I don't know. I think you're sort of missing the point here. If you're, right. It's, not, it's supposed to not be about narcissism. But then you see people that are like, right. look what I can do, look what I can do, kind of show off yeah. like that. Um, so I'm definitely turned off by that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's like the class, the style of yoga does something for me and I like that and appreciate right. it. So I, you know, yeah. don't want to deny myself that. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely something that I'm aware of is sort of the way that. Why did you, why do you feel like you connected with this specific exercise so much? I think that it's that routine of it, I think that that makes it really ritually and um, it's almost, I mean, nothing to get too like this, but it's almost kind of like church, you know, you sure. go and you go through definitely those rituals and that you're not, your mind isn't able to wander because you're just sort of in this zone of going through the different steps. And, right. Um, so I think that for me... I mean, I like the way it makes me feel physically and I like the, you know, I like feeling strong and I like feeling flexible and all those sorts of things. But I do think that the emotional stuff for me is a little more why I keep coming back yeah. from it to it. Like I do think that I could get, I could feel strong and I could feel flexible in a lot of different types of exercise. But the, I, I need Bikram for the more emotional, spiritual stuff. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so we went today, and um, it's kind of a beautiful space, and the studio itself, super hot, <laughs> <laughs> but really pretty, like, with these beams on the ceiling and, like, curtains and nice lighting. Um, I thought it was really nice in there. And it was like a good mix of people, men, a couple men, yeah. some women. And all ages and bodies. All which ages, I don't yeah. Think that, like I, I wouldn't want to go to some little like class with a million girls in their 20s wearing Lululemon. Who just look the same. Yeah, it's nice to sort of see women it, in their yeah. 70s and people that are overweight. And it's or, close to Chinatown and there was like a community sort of vibe about yeah. it. Um. But the the thing about it, okay, so this morning I woke up. I I've did everything right, I thought, okay? Yesterday I ate, but not too much, and I stopped eating relatively early. I drank water all day. I went to bed super early, got a ton of really restorative sleep, <laughs> woke up like kind of nicely wide awake, Um and then I went to the deli and I got like a tiny, teeny, tiny granola bar, some water and a little bit of coffee, which I think is may maybe the culprit of what I'm about to say. So we're in there. And the, the thing about it is like, unlike other yoga that's not hot, it's much slower 
actually, the movements, like that flow kind of yoga where you're kind of like moving throughout. Bikram is like, you do this, you do this. Okay, second set, you do it again and you try and do it better. But it's so hot that like, to me, like that is such an obstacle. It's like, I wonder what it would be like if you were doing this in a regular temp room. Yeah. Like if it would even be at all as challenging. I don't, I think the heat's a huge factor in it. It's huge. So we're going through da, 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 da. I start to get a little lightheaded, this, that, and the third. I like sort of sit down for a sec. I have some water and then my belly starts going like haywire and I'm super nauseated (laughs) At one point, me and, like, an 80-year-old woman are sitting down. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was just like, well, what am I going to do? I'm not going to pass out, you know? And so then I was like, uh-oh. Like, I got to get out of here. And I walked out. And did you hear what she said to me when I was walking out? Well, she tried not to let you, which yeah. they do. Because that's the whole thing is you're not supposed to leave the room. They're supposed to keep you sort of trapped in there. She was like... Bianca, no, sit down. (laughs) (laughs) And so I said, well, I'm going to throw up and I don't want to do it in here. (laughs) And she was like, okay, bye. (laughs) Because it's carpeted. Yeah. Um, But the thing that I wanted to bring up was that, okay, so I went to the bathroom. I sort of like didn't throw up. I just felt like it coming and then like calmed it down. And, but then I just started sobbing. Like You did. I just started sobbing my eyes out for like 15 minutes and I couldn't stop crying. So. (laughs) Wow. There's something about Bikram yoga that just like being hot, like breathing, moving like that, like it, it unlocked something. Yeah, totally. I was like, wait. Why am I crying That's wild. so hard? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I've i been having a good life lately. I've been maybe a little stressed out about certain things, like work-related things. But, yeah, there was some sort of, like, deep, like, thing that happened. And I was like, well, I guess I – usually I'd be like, well, you know, fuck it. This thing isn't for me. Yeah. But – then I was like, well, I have to try again. You know, I have to, like, get back here and figure this out. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Oh, I love that. Have you ever had an emotional thing I've never like that? I've never cried in a class, but there are certain poses where and, – and the teachers will say this, too, so I don't know how much of this is a conclusion I would have come to on my own and how much is the fact right. that I've been told – that this is a thing, mm-hmm. so I've then noticed it in myself. But there are certain poses that, you know, churn things up or, like, considered really yeah. emotional poses. Like, I think camel pose is one that's, like, supposed to really, like, confront you with stuff that you're working through. And that sometimes I do feel... you bend back? Yeah, when you're sort of on your knees and then you bend all the way back and grab your ankles. Yeah. That's one that's supposed to kind of, like, bring shit up for you. Right. So I've definitely felt overwhelmed in those moments but never to the point of um you know actually crying but I maybe I was just embarrassed I don't know yeah but 
I don't think so because I don't really get that embarrassed yeah. about stuff. But yeah. So I mean, I guess if I was going to pitch Bikram, I the word I would use is intense, which is an overused word, yeah. unfortunately, because it really does apply here. Yeah. But it's an in- <laughs> intense in a way that I like cuz I don't like intense like someone yelling at me and making me like run on the right. treadmill faster or like lift things or something. Right. It's intense in this way that's um, kind of just like between you and you yeah, rather than you and the clock or you and some sort of score thing or you and the other people. It's right. like very personal. So that's a kind of intensity that I think I benefit from more than like, you know, drop and give me 20. Sure. Yeah. Nobody cares for that. Yeah. I don't think slash I don't know why people do. You're going to have to find someone for the (laughs) future future episode. So what would you say to somebody if they were like, well, Hannah, I'm thinking of trying Bikram. What would you say? Oh, I would, I would strongly encourage. I mean, it's just, it's been really good for me. So I definitely preach the gospel, um, when people are thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I've I've tried to get people to go. I I started going because a coworker was like, "You need to come to this with me," and I've done that to other coworkers. So it's definitely something that you know, I've paid it forward. I guess company wide. Um, there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have you always gone to? I've only gone to that studio. Yeah, and I've done like yoga, just normal or not normal, but other forms of yoga at different studios. But I've never latched on to a studio in the way that I do there but I don't I'm not one of those like I'm not very involved in the studio like I'm not I kind of keep to myself it's really more a place for me I don't I like knowing that it's a nice community and being a part of it but I'm not like a I'm not learning everyone's names and getting really buddy buddy with teachers I just sort of go there do my practice and then go about my day so cool (laughs) yeah it seems like what was I gonna say it's like sort of on the last episode we were talking to Bill and he was talking about how he's not into like a sort of group participatory thing where it's somebody telling you what to do so he goes to the gym mm-hmm. but this is kind of like in the middle it's like a guided but it's very like similar like you against the machine, but the machine is just your own body. Yeah. And you have to like reckon with all of these discomforts and like lightheadedness and being so hot and dripping sweat down onto the floor, Mm -hmm. which is not something that really has ever happened to me um, besides the times that I've done Bikram. That level of sweatiness. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Unless I was like in a sauna, which I've never been in. So I don't know. (laughs) You've never been in a sauna? No. Have I? No. I don't think so. No, I haven't. I haven't. Maybe I'll try that. (laughs) We could do a cheat day episode where we just go in a sauna. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I had to leave. And I felt so embarrassed. Um... But then the girls at the front were like, it's fine. You're good. No problem. Did you tell them that you cried? No. Well, I didn't, I didn't know if you like had a moment with them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she knocked on the door. I was like, 
I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was intense. I don't know. I don't know. So basically, you would go back, yes, to Oh, yeah. I I need to know it's How often do you go? Um, I go through waves. Um, Right now, I'm not going all that often. Mm -hmm. I've been going maybe like once a week, twice a week. Um, But there have been periods of time when I've been going five days a week. Wow. I've done a couple months where I did every day for a month. Yeah. Tell, talk to me about how that feels. It's really great because you sort of, I feel like in the times when I'm not doing it very regularly, it seems really hard to work it into my schedule. Mm-hmm. And then the times where I do the 30 day thing and really commit to it, I realize how it's easy to work it into your schedule right. if you just sort of have to. Right. Um, you know, I would like be hanging out if my friends were like at a bar all day. I would hang out with them all day, just sort of drink water, sneak out at four, go to a class, come back at six, <laughs> and just sort of pick up where I left. You know, and yeah. it wasn't actually that big of a deal right. to sort of work it in and do mornings and do nights. And um, so it's nice to sort of see the way. And I always hope after that that I'll remember that and then be more consistent yeah. after. But then I sort of fall off and, um, you know, just do it once a week, twice That's a week. That's the thing about exercise in general that I've found is that, like, when you get into a groove, because there was a time where there was, like, maybe a two-month stint where I did regular yoga. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, there are so many different kinds of yoga, but I did, like, that flow yoga, vinyasa, I think it's called, like, maybe three or four times a week for, like, two months. And then I just stopped, you know, and it's so easy to forget how good you feel. Yeah, totally. You know, it like, I don't know. I think that's like a trick that people, you or maybe you just takes like having that experience over and over again where you forget and then remember and forget and then remember. And then you start to make your forgetting times like shorter in between. Yeah. And then you're like really cooking with gas. I don't know. But I do think that even in the times when I'm not going as regularly as I'd like to, I'm very comforted by just knowing that it's there. Mm -hmm. Like it's important for me that it's accessible when I want it. And I mean, it's the sort of thing where, like, I've since I started doing yoga, I've broken up with two boyfriends, mm-hmm. and part of my thought process leading up to those breakups was, I know that I can do this because worst case scenario, I will just go to work and go to yoga, and that will be my life. Like that, you know, that will sort of like be my baseline, right. and anything beyond that will just be add-ons. And it's nice to know that you know you can depend on this class to be there in a way that like you know, friends and things like that, maybe someone will cancel on you and then you, right. you know, that it's less of something that you can say, oh, I can, I can break up with this person because I know I can hang out with these people. It's like, I can break up with this person because I know I can get on my mat and do this whole thing and, and calm myself down and deal with my emotions. And yeah. I don't know, it's, it's very like, it's a nice um, safety net for so tumultuous cool. times. That's so cool. 
Yeah. So don't hit the bottle. Don't hit the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Hit the Bikram. Right. Because it's a similar, like, you know, when I'm sad, <laughs> I usually um, eat a lot and get and like get into weird patterns that are maybe not healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, just having a place to go. But it's so intense. Like, I mean, I'm here to tell you, I'm not in the best shape, but I'm definitely pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I can do I can do exercise. Yeah. And I just like was so lightheaded. But I do think that the intensity changes. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It becomes intense for different reasons as you get, you know, deeper into your practice, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um because I think that at first the intensity is purely the length of time, the fact that it's an hour and a half yeah, it's and the heat. And then that becomes something that you adjust to. The heat becomes sort of a non, it, it's, it becomes less and less of an issue. And then the intensity comes from your own wanting to improve your, upon, like I'm not someone who's like, I would I wouldn't I think of myself in workout classes as being more the person who's trying to find a way to do less yeah. while still like <laughs> the teacher still liking me and not noticing that <laughs> yeah. I'm slacking you know like finding little cheats where it's like yeah. she's looking the other way I'm just going to kind of adjust me I so get it <laughs> that's more my move but I do think that in Bikram specifically I've I'm now that person who's like ooh I can't wait to get like deeper into my bow mm. you know like I really want to like challenge myself and like right now I'm dealing with some like tense shoulder situations Mm -hmm. and after class I'm like give me the exercises tell me what I need to do I need to loosen these shoulders up so I do think that the intensity for me now is wanting to improve upon right the things that I do in the class rather than the heat like the heat's not as big of a thing anymore yeah but then there will be certain days where I'll go in thinking this is going to be easy and it'll, for whatever reason, be hard. Yeah. And I'll kind of start thinking like, what is it about where I am right now emotionally that's making this Yeah, so it's like or a, something? I don't know. It's, it is like a, such a ritualistic thing where you're checking in. Mm-hmm. You go and you check in with your body. Right. For like an hour and a half because you've been thinking and just running around not paying attention and then for an hour and a half the only thing you have to do is like feel yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> with 26 poses in a hot room yeah it's kind of cool yeah no I really think it is I've totally you know I drank the Kool-Aid great <laughs> um okay well any final thoughts on Bikram is there anything you want to tell People who might be considering. Did you know that my Auntie Susan now listens to the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. I would say give it a try. Like, don't be intimidated by the heat. And even if you have your first class is similar to the class that you had today, I think it's worth going back a couple times. Yeah. Because it's also, and once you, you know, I like, I'm proud of the fact that I can handle that. Yeah. Because I know that I couldn't in the beginning and I've, worked to be able to and um you know it's nice to feel like you're really challenging yourself but not in like an a mean person yelling at you challenging yourself kind of way a gentle challenge really yeah and I do think that it makes 
I don't know, I feel much more like in my body now mm-hmm. than I did a few years ago beforehand. It just sort of makes you very aware of like posture and yeah. movement and I don't know. Yeah, and even the girl at the front desk who has both of them who have obviously been doing it for a long time and love it because they work there. Right. They both told me that when they first started, they couldn't get through a class and one girl said, yeah, there was like my first month at the same point in the class, three classes in a row, I had to leave. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, don't be embarrassed. It's totally normal. Yeah. Like, it's so hot. And people that have been practicing for years will have that class where they have to sit down halfway through and cannot right. get back up. I mean, it all, so it, all it can be discouraging, of course, like anything. Mm-hmm. But try not to get discouraged. Yeah, or do. And don't ever go back. And that's also fine. Yeah. You know? But it's there. Yeah. That's the thing. It's always there. Yeah. In the same way that it's always there for me, it's always there for anyone who wants to just sort of yeah, man. go there. Wow. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so deep (laughs) um okay so uh are you ready for the next segment of the show it's a game is this does does this this count count as exercise (laughs) okay great okay tailor made for you hannah french i was actually having listened to past episodes i was wondering (laughs) if you found out ahead of time what your does this count as exercise was going to be? And I now know that you don't, that you're, it's on the spot. Like that I don't know, that the, the oh, guest no, no, doesn't no. know. Oh, no, no, You don't know. Yeah. It's a surprise. I'm ready. Um, okay. Throwing a party. Okay. You've been to one of my parties. Yeah. I would say that it doesn't necessarily, but I think that in my situation, <laughs> it most certainly does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I, well, for a couple of reasons, because I take it too seriously and oh, yeah. need to like Hannah's bring parties, it decoration wise and picture this theater of the mind, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a party thrown by Hannah. But the, the reason, and this is, this is specific to my current living situation. But the reason that the parties I've been throwing in my current apartment have been counted as exercise in my mind is because they're very physical because what I have to do, I'm very short on space. So Mm -hmm. I basically have to take my bed and take it off the risers and put my mattress in the, on the floor and create sort of like a harem (laughs) vibe. So it's a lot of like moving chairs, moving tables, lifting mattresses, (laughs) assembling things. Like there's this whole kind of, there's this whole thing I do to my room to convert it into party mode, which is brutal. And I do it alone because I'm sort of embarrassed by how much effort it takes. So I can't (laughs) ask for help from anyone. So I have to sort of wrestle all these enormous pieces of furniture in order to make it look kind of, in order for it to be a place that people can kind of lounge and hang out and what have you. So I would say doesn't have to, but certainly can. Certainly can. Mm-hmm. And you also make all those decorations, remember? Yeah. You made all that bunting. There's lots of um, cutting involved, gluing. Arranging of beautiful candles. Yeah. Making a little snack platter. Mm-hmm. And I think that because I live in such a small apartment, 
things are hidden in so many different places. So it's a lot of like up a ladder, down a ladder, like <laughs> climb the ladder to get the candles, down the ladder, like up the ladder to grab, you know, other pillows or whatever it may be. Right. So there's a lot of up and down. There's a lot of lifting. Plus there's a lot of the cutting, cleaning that comes cleaning. with having people over. Mm-hmm. You know, one I'm, little my one little party hack. Okay, one now of my we're one of my favorite <laughs> things to do is to drunk clean before bed huh. because there's nothing worse than waking up the next morning and the remains of the party are sort of scattered everywhere and the floor is sticky and you're tired and you have a headache and the last thing you want to do is now clean up. But cleaning up when you're drunk is kind of fun because <laughs> it feels really productive and mm-hmm. you're still kind of like you know, you're still kind of amped from like the success of this gathering. Right. So I just like to like put on music, get out my um, Swiffer, (laughs) you know, tidy everything, throw everything in trash, make a bunch of trash bags and get it just totally to normal. Then go to sleep and you wake up and you're just so grateful to your drunk self for getting (laughs) you to this place. Was that party just an amazing (laughs) dream? (laughs) But you don't move the furniture back while you're drunk. I have. I oh don't usually. God. I don't usually. That's that's like, it's more the like stickiness and the trash and the right. cups that can be so frustrating. Sometimes I keep it in party mode. Like I'll sleep in sort of the harem mode for a couple of days yeah. before okay. I'm ready to well, reassemble. Well, you know what, guys? If you're not working out to plan for your party, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What can I say? Push yourself. Challenge Push yourself. yourself <laughs> challenge yourself. Turn the heat up in your apartment yeah. super high. Um, sweat it out while you plan your next event. Mm-hmm. And you could be like Hannah. <laughs> Would you want to be like her? She's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we kind of covered it. Um, I, I guess we have to go back because yeah. I have to finish yeah. the class. We'll do a we'll do a check in follow up app <sighs> once you once you go through the ninety minutes. Yeah, and I have to like maybe build up to it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, with my practice. Namaste. Namaste. Um, all the rest of it. Um, again, okay. Housekeeping. Rate the podcast and write a review. I mean, what? What? Why? Why not? Um, also you could tell a friend or two and have them tell someone, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Either way, do it or don't, but it's an option. It's an option for sure. And as always, big, huge thank you to Bill Wadman, um, master of tech. You guys heard from him last week. (laughs) He might be listening to this on an erg right now. (laughs) He might be, although... I don't think he listens. <laughs> I continue to thank him. No, he does. I think sometimes. Um, and thank you to Hannah for joining me. Thank you for having me. And thank you to you for listening. And I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>